Welcome to episode 180 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an upcoming uh, conference that uh, may be of interest to anybody who's teaching acting. Got Your Back Canada invites all acting teachers to attend their Acting Educators Conference on May 27th and 28th this year. Whether you work as part of an institution, as a private coach, or someone who is interested in pursuing acting education, this conference is your opportunity to meet other passionate and dedicated teachers and learn some new techniques and practices to bring to the classroom. The conference will explore exciting new ideas and tools around anti-oppression, harassment, and mental health. For more information, visit gybactingeducators.com or search Got Your Back Canada. I want to take another second to tell you about Today Takes. Today Takes is an app and a website that offers easy and affordable access to a wide variety of must-see cultural performances from plays and musicals to dance, opera, comedy, immersive experiences, and beyond. I want to take a look at the Today Takes app and see what they have this week. Okay, um, so you may have heard about uh, the Canadian Stage Company's production of Bigra, which is... Super sold out, but Today Takes has limited rush tickets this week for performances Tuesday through Friday for just $20. That is an amazing deal. Also, I see that they've just added uh, Four Chords and a Gun and TSO's Queens of Soul. And honestly, I recommend downloading the app and just, just scroll through the shows that you can get tickets for. Today Takes makes ticket buying simple and you can purchase tickets in less than 30 seconds. Get it on iOS and Android or go to todaytakes.com. If you want to drop me a line, remember that you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod. And you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, And my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guests this week are Toronto Theatre reviewer Steve Fisher and the artistic director of Spur of the Moment Shakespeare Collective, Tori Urquhart. Spur of the Moment is presenting their annual fundraising night at the Shakespeare Shakespeare's Showdown, which challenges several companies from around the GTA to read passages from the first folio of Shakespeare's works and take a drink if they mess up. There are teams from all over, including for the second year in a row, the Critics team, and Steve Fisher is representing that team. Victoria, you're this is this is old hat for you. <laughs> this uh, this stuff. This is. Uh, oh wow! I think I think it's three for you. Three three uh, interviews. Three right? interviews. Three 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 appearances on the podcast. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, one so. one with you. One just the gang of uh, uh, of people that with a little bit of shit talking last year, <laughs> and uh, there was one where some of the cast from your last. Uh, uh, Shakespeare in hospitals came over. Yeah. So, there we go. Um, and Steve, this is your your first time on stage, really. So yeah, we're just gonna talk about some shit. Um, I noticed that like one of the teams has already been shit talking. Oh my god! Like Drew Ransom's blog. Brutal, yeah. brutal shit talking. Yeah. I hope nobody. I hope nobody like lets them get away with that. Well, the interviews haven't all come out yet, no, have not they? Yet. No. Was that an interview or was that like they no. just went did that on their own? 
Well, I mean, I'd love to say that they they just like <laughs> snuck out and were like, "This is we're gonna kick everybody's ass." Mm. I may have slipped an email to them, being like, "Hey, if you wanna." If you want to do some trash talk, <laughs> yeah, um, and they trash talk the academics. It was hard. Oh like, like, like they, you gave them permission scholars? to 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 shit talk, and they just they went wild. They were, just did it. Wow, good for them. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a they're a young company, but they're feisty. Obviously, <laughs> obviously feisty. Um, I, I'm. D- I hope we're going to see some some equally as brutal shit uh, shit talking for some of the other teams. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I haven't had a chance to discuss the strategy yet with Elena, uh, but I'm sure we'll come up with some some stuff. She uh, she's really well known for um, she occasionally does rap battles as uh, oh shit. Star- okay. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. She as Star Wars Star Trek characters, but she also knows Star Wars. She is, uh, you know, equal winner in the stars. Wow. There's this amazing shirt that I'm going to be wearing to the show that night. um, And it's Star Trek in Mm -hmm. the Star Wars font. Oh, she'll love that. uh, Just to piss people off. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, So I'm I'm really excited to see her now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Steve, as as somebody who is is primarily uh, somebody that, that is not on stage... Um, not anymore. Not anymore. How do you feel about um, uh, uh, getting up and do? Did you do? Did you do this last year? No, no. no? This okay. will actually be my first time. It's it's never worked out right for me to be yeah. able to attend. Am I? The timing has <clears throat> just been kind of because April is a super busy time. I mm-hmm. pushed it a little bit later this year, um, but I mean. There's so much cool stuff you can do in May. Mm-hmm. Asides from all of all of the the Justin Timberlake memes, like <laughs> yes, all of all of the Star Wars, all of the Star Wars. Yeah. And we did Star Wars, I think, two three years ago, and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's due for a comeback. Yeah. I mean the uh, Rise of Skywalker. I almost said the Last Jedi. No. Oh, I mean God. this isn't even my first time doing a Star Wars slash Shakespeare mm-hmm. boozy fundraiser. <laughs> what was the What was the last one? Uh, Rebecca Perry did a series of yeah, yes. the Jedi yeah. doth return. Yes, and I shotgunned a full tall can in one gulp uh, on stage as an Ewok in that <gasps> wow. fundraiser. So wow. So how uh, did you do after that? It was fine. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm in the Navy. <laughs> um but how how do you how are you with uh, the first folio very comfortable very comfortable I've, i Excellent. own my own copy i've read Excellent. it all the way through okay it's That's been good. a while but you know and i'm i'm a speed reader so. okay well all right awesome awesome um so this the and and so we're talking uh shakespeare's the shakespeare's shakespeare showdown um this year the uh Theme is the Revenge of the Fifth, mm-hmm. since it is on May the fifth, mm-hmm. and uh, like you, you mentioned, the the return to a, a Star Wars theme. Um, what are some of the interesting things that have happened in past um, uh, instances of uh, of the Shakespeare's Shakespeare Showdown? Oh wow! Um, you mean, aside from having someone dance in a flower onesie, uh, <laughs> speaking in a Gilbert Godfrey impersonation? Okay, okay. Uh, that's still one of my favorites. Um, 
Oh, so many, so many things. We've had uh, we've had actors and competitors uh, backtalk the judges. <laughs> um, last year, James Wallace was in the Fools round, mm-hmm. and I will never forget that because that was that was amazing. Uh, last year, I won the Fools round, which. I'm not even competing. <laughs> how did you um, how did you manage to win the fools round when you weren't even competing? Um well, we Mr. Mr. James Wallace uh went up and uh he was given a particular piece of text mm-hmm. and uh instead of doing that piece of text he did tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow because that man is a, a Shakespeare machine mm-hmm. <laughs> and um that wasn't quite the rules. And we were all kind of left hanging with uh, with this with this piece of hilarious text that needed to be performed mm-hmm. a la Shakespeare style, mm-hmm. like old school, like very proper uh, Shakespeare style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, everybody was just kind of sitting silent for a moment, and I was like, "Well, screw this! I'm taking it." <laughs> Nice. And uh, yeah, and so I, you leapt into the fray. I leapt very far <laughs> nice. into the fray. Once nice. more into the fray. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you, you, there's a really diverse uh, group of performers who've who've done this before, hmm. you, from everything from uh, uh, the the uh, oh, fuck, the shaky shaking friends, so the mm-hmm. Shakespeare with puppets to uh, uh, Shakespeare bashed. To uh, 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 like all kinds of different groups. Um, who are the groups this year? Uh, so this year we've got Malcontent Theater Company, who's talking all the trash. Um, we've got Spurred. Mm-hmm. We've got Shakespeare Bashed. Mm-hmm. We've got The Edge Productions. We've got uh, a, a sketch troupe called Super Cool Oh Yes. Um, we've got our reviewers. We've got a team representing the people again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, who else we got? We got Skipping Stones Theater. They're mm-hmm. coming back. Um, the academics. Else? The academics, the yeah. scholars. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a mystery team that will be announced. Oh, shit. Soon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> how do the academics tend to do? This is their first year. Oh, shit, okay. They, these folks all have uh, MAs, I believe. And, uh, yeah, they they, I, they they bounce in between the books and, and the stage pretty hard. Wow, okay. So they're, they're not just academics. They're academics that, that also perform. That also perform, but also like, <clears throat> one of them is completing their MA right now. And okay. one of them is... Uh, is is traveling the world right now. Okay. Just okay. for all of the work that they do alone. Okay, wow. That's pretty great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, what are you uh, excited about, frightened about? Do you have any... What, what's your confidence level like going into this... This uh, this competition. Well, it's it's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm feeling pretty cocky yeah. because I know Alana can drink too. <laughs> and like I okay. said, she's done like rap battles and mm-hmm. um, about very nerdy topics before. Mm-hmm. And, this um, makes me so happy. <laughs> you didn't like, know this, this did is you? The best discovery of. <laughs> I guess I now you have to all. figure it. Like, how can you get her to do a diss track on the? 
oh. on the competition. Like, how do you? Uh, you need to try to. There will be. That. Like I said, we, we still got a couple more weeks. We're gonna talk. <laughs> Lena and I will talk some strategy. Yeah. We'll come up with some stuff. Nice. nice. We uh, we haven't had a chance to do any planning yet, but I, I think we're gonna do quite well. All right. Um, right. She, she teaches theater as well too. All right. As well as being a reviewer. So, hmm. and uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, like I said, I, I was a performer for quite a long time myself. So. Mm. And I still occasionally get up on, well, karaoke stages. <laughs> They're one of the only stages I can get up and not have to worry about, you know, conflict of interest between sure. doing theater myself and reviewing it. Mm-hmm. So, Can we talk about that for a bit? Yeah, I want to talk about <clears throat> um, your, first off, uh, your journey to, because you're starting in theater and then becoming a reviewer. Right, yeah. Um, but also... Um, avoiding those conflicts of interest. And I do want to talk about that. Uh-huh. So first off, um, how did you get from being a guy who, who went to theater or was doing theater to um, reviewing? Oh, okay. So my reviewer origin story? Yeah, what's your yeah. reviewer origin yeah, okay. story? Right, no. um, so I attended theater school at Ryerson, okay. uh, Rye High, and uh, I was a residence advisor mm-hmm. uh, in one of the uh, residences there, right downtown. And the, the residence was primarily people from out of town and even international students. So mm-hmm. they didn't know Toronto. Right. I'd been here for a few years. And my first couple of years in theater school, obviously, we had no free time. But my last two years at Ryerson, where I turned my acting diploma into a theater degree, mm-hmm. I had a lot more free time. And I was going out and seeing comedy and theater and live music. Mm-hmm. And I started posting a list of things to see and do every week mm-hmm. on, the, on our floor, of the, the floor that I was responsible for. And at the end of the year, people were like, are you going to keep doing that? Can mm. you email that to me? So that started out with, a, you know, two dozen emails and it mm-hmm. grew to be about 1,300 people who subscribed wow. to a Gracing the Stage newsletter through yeah. the, you know, the aughts. Mm-hmm. And then that transitioned to a website for about a year, year and a half. And then <clears throat> Torontoist and other blogs came calling yeah. and I was like, well, I'm not going to do it for free on my own website if other people pay me to do it. (laughs) So I started out, um, yeah, writing about performing arts, the arts Mm -hmm. and entertainment in Toronto, because my background was theater. I started doing reviewing, and it just sort of grew from there. And you you wrote for Toronto. Who else Mm. did you write for? Whoever <laughs> Amy. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, shall we list all the publications that no longer exist? <laughs> I mean, I guess we can ignore the ones that don't exist anymore. Uh, um, yeah, I wrote for the Grid. Um, I wrote for um, uh, in uh, okay a- AV Club. I really enjoyed writing for AV Club. I was really sad when AV Club Toronto shut down. Can I mean with AV Club? Can you? Is there like more sass with AV Club than like at another part? There was a little bit more. I didn't do any theater reviewing for okay. them. Um, working with uh, a site like AV Club or uh, Vice, for instance, I think about Ray Mizador's writing for mm-hmm. Vice. He he doesn't write theater review. It's not theater coverage, right? But he writes about theater artists and the work that they mm-hmm. do and how it you know and the, the tangential stuff about their sure. lives and yeah. you know their um, their. Uh, uh, struggles with addiction or the struggles mm-hmm. with you know paying the bills that kind of mm-hmm. thing you know there's yeah. so it you always have to find a somewhat different angle with some of those sites sure. and then of course there's now toronto mm-hmm. you know now magazine um i just gave out their twitter handle uh and <laughs> i recently published a feature for intermission and i've written for mm-hmm. post city for uh, yeah. for uh, quite a few years now you know like off and on yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah hmm. and now i'm running for my entertainment world I, I noticed you were doing some, some interviews for uh, their awards. Oh, my God. I'm doing so many of those. <laughs> They're done. They're finally done because the awards are this Monday. And mm-hmm. um, 
all of the there if you're a nominee and you didn't get in um to your request for an interview it's now too late yeah not writing any <laughs> yes. this weekend <laughs> no. i have to write i have to write a couple of intros too for wow. uh, for oh. our host and wow for uh, some of the winners i do know my lips are sealed until monday night i will not i will not even ask <laughs> um <clears throat> Actually, one of the things that I find interesting about about your story is is uh, I don't know how many people who who currently are theater reviewers who started out as actors. Very, very few. Yeah. Um, most of my all of my compatriots in uh, uh, the Toronto Theater Critics Association mm-hmm. they all came from um, journalism or academic backgrounds. Mm. Um, I Carly Mega did attend a. a the same arts high school as me. Okay. Yeah. Right. So she has some performance background, but um, her degree was in journalism. Um, so, yeah. And for me, it was, you know, after graduating from theater school and I, you know, I did a couple mm. fringe shows. I did shows with Toronto Opera Theater. I did, you know, little little bits and pieces here and there. But it was a slow transition to realizing that I was putting a lot more time and effort into blogging about mm. other people's work than trying to find an audition for my own work. Yeah. And I was like, maybe this is what, maybe this is how I can better um, uh, service the theater community. Were you finding that as, as satisfying as, as acting? Um, there's different, <clears throat> there's different levels mm. of satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, the thing I miss most about being a performer is the rehearsal process. Mm. I miss that sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, there's no rehearsal process. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no, none. But I mean, you know, like I said, a bunch of beer that go for that it. is also a it. form of rehearsal for the Shakespeare Shakespeare showdown. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're doing that right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't hear it on the air, but we are drinking our sponsors. You you may you may have heard some cans being placed down. Um, now. What was it that first drew you to theater as a? Because this is one of the things that I'm always fascinated by. It's things that oh, draw people to theater. Oh, we're going really deep. Yeah, here. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I was living in Germany and attending an international uh, school there. Can we stop for one second? Before yeah, we too of much course. Further? What were you doing in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, this this will get into both my origin stories. Okay. But the theater okay. and the Navy one. My father was a career military officer. Okay. And he was posted to Germany for three years working on a, a NATO project to design a new type of ship that mm-hmm. all the NATO countries would be using. Um, so we were in Germany mm-hmm. for three years. And there were long periods of time where uh, the, the project was moving very slowly. Mm-hmm. It was ultimately canceled by the Americans, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we got a chance to do a lot of traveling. Sure. Um, anyway, while we were there, uh, I was at international school. And my grade three teacher... Uh, was a former member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Okay, wow. <laughs> so we did, in grade three, a production of Midsummer Night's Dream. Wow. Uh, with, you know, modified, of course. Oh, yes, but I would there hope was, so. Yes. There was some original text in there, mm-hmm. and I was cast as bottom. Okay. And at the end of that, when the Royal Shakespeare, her former company, came to town, mm-hmm. uh, she got me an audition to be one of the princes in Richard III. <laughs> Okay. And I didn't get it because I had a Canadian accent and they wanted Brits. But mm-hmm. I did get tickets to go to opening night. Nice. So I saw Ian McKellen in Richard Third. Nice. So that kind of solidified it. Yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Stage work, yeah. yeah. I just got shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. I almost got killed by Ian McKellen, guys. Hey, wow. <laughs> On stage. So Lucky. Almost. Oh, 
lucky. If I, if I just had a better faculty with British RP, yeah, exactly. which didn't if come for another 12 years at Rye Hat. It's not easy to do, yeah. especially as a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Victoria, we haven't, you've, I mean, we've talked about your theater origin story, but it was a long time ago. So I'd mm-hmm. love to revisit that. Um, I might tell you a new story this time. I don't remember what I said before. It doesn't matter. Because I think that I think that I know my what I think today was what started me down the path to theater might be different tomorrow. So we all have I think there's so many different pieces to it that the story might be different every time. Yeah. um, Oh, let's see how far back I can go. Uh, (laughs) I think I mean, I remember being six years old and. Writing, writing scripts for people to act out and, and, and creating skits for us to do based on just whatever, whatever I, oh, I think I did talk about this last time. Um, whatever I, whatever I found really interesting at the time. And I remember doing one about Casper cause the, the movie was coming out. <laughs> um, and uh, at the end of the year, you got this achievement certificate, and uh, on uh, one of the stickers on there, because they had one for every thing, every cool thing that you did, um, and every, in every subject, and like some had math, some had the arts, some had uh, uh, athletics, like high jump or or what have you. And one of the ones on there were the drama masks, and and it said drama underneath, and I didn't know what drama was, so I asked my mom. I was like, "What is this?" And she's like, "Oh, like like acting, like like uh, performing scenes." And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do that for a living." <laughs> <laughs> oh, six year old Tori. <laughs> but you stuck really with young. it. You yeah. you it's something did, that, yeah. that you continued with because I think a lot of people. We'll get to that point, and it'll be one of the things that they decide to do this week, you know, like fireman, actor, oh, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point when they start to solidify on something, a lot of people, when they get to that point in high school where somebody's, like, talking to you about your future, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of people get talked out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. And I have definitely... I have definitely tried to talk myself out of it a couple times <laughs> and i know a few like and and i've been in instances where i'm pretty sure that other people tried to talk me out of it oh well meaning mm-hmm. um and uh I, nope i just keep coming yeah. back I can't. <laughs> um i know like the last uh in the last two years i've been really I've been really coming back to it because mm-hmm. I think prior to the last two years, um, it was a lot of, oh, oh, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm a producer. Maybe I'm, maybe mm-hmm. I'm, maybe this is my, my place in the community. And therefore this is my lot in life. Mm-hmm. And this is what I should be doing in terms of my career. Cause I'm really good at this. And like, people seem to really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, wait a minute. What do, what do I want? Yeah. What, do, what, what am I coming back to here? It's like, oh no. No, no, I want to be on that stage. Yeah. And sometimes directing stuff on that stage. Um, but and producing is not the thing that I want to do. Um, and two years later, I got my first equity contract. Hey! So. But I mean, the thing is, like, there isn't no one thing that you have to be doing as a, as no. a theater artist. Oh, especially in Canada. Yeah. I, I think, like, as a Canadian artist, like, you have to produce at least mm-hmm. once um, just because... All of the content, like the, all of the content that, that 
we want to see and all of the content that that is coming out of Canada mm. is still so new and so yeah. mm. so young that like yet it all of the talents there we just got to make sure that we that we get it out there and yeah mm. that that involves wearing a lot of hats oh yeah oh my god and, but that's something that that's, that's relatively new because when i was in theater school back in 1998 <laughs> um, <laughs> we were we were talking about like the the idea was like they were preparing us at, at George Brown College and a lot of other schools. Your career will be this. You will audition mm-hmm. for a show. You will get this show. And then you will audition for another show. And that will be that will be your life. And occasionally they would say, and if that doesn't work out, I guess you could do Fringe or something like that. Like oh, you God. could, you could, you like, that was the thing. It was like, if you can't do that, you'll be a failed actor, but maybe you can produce your own work. In Windsor, we were told so much about Stratford and what we need to do to prepare for Stratford. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what if I don't want to do Stratford? Yeah. Or what if, what, what are the other things than Stratford? What can yeah. we... Um, I think the, the the institutions are getting better. They're yes. getting much better about emphasizing to people who enter the programs that you should expect to be creating your own work. Mm-hmm. And if you're not creating your own work, then you know things are going to go very slowly for you as a theater artist. It's it's become like it, a very important yeah. path. And even even in mm-hmm. when I was you know I was only a couple of years later than you. You mm-hmm. know, I was the turn of the century, mm-hmm. shall we say? And even back then, they were saying you know you need to be creating your own work because that's how you're going to get seen. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get work with other people and find other like-minded artists. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So. We just spoke about um, the many things that you can do as an actor in the theater. Um, I would like, I mentioned the avoiding conflict of interest. Uh, um, yeah. And um, how, like, what are the dangers of being a reviewer? Um, and how do you avoid um, conflicts, like a conflict of interest? Okay. And what uh, do you see yeah. as a conflict of interest? <laughs> what do I see? Well, obviously, I, I, I certainly couldn't audition for mm-hmm. or work for a company that I um, had reviewed or mm-hmm. might be reviewing in the future. So I had to make a very conscious decision um, when I started reviewing and uh, writing about things rather than just previewing or blogging about mm-hmm. uh, you know events coming up. Um, am I going to be a reviewer or am I going to be a performer? And for mm-hmm. me, I, I was like, there has to be a very, there's a very definite line there. And you have mm-hmm. to be on one side or the other. Yeah. And um, it's challenging. And it, it, it's, uh, it's a real problem in, well, the biggest problem is the fact that there is no money for theater criticism in, in Canada, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which we could go on for an hour sure. right, on right there. But, um, but the other bigger problem is that the, the people who are best positioned to write about theater I, I can I can toss off like six names of people I think would be amazing theater critics mm-hmm. who occasionally write great Facebook notes, uh, and and I would say I would feel guilty about encouraging that person to go into theater criticism because, you know, they might actually be making more money as a theater mm-hmm. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems ludicrous. Victoria's like, oh god, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. There's you know there is there are people who are getting paid as journalists Mm -hmm. to write some theater criticism. Mm -hmm. However, there is one full-time theater critic in all of Canada right now. Kelly Nestrick, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. male. Um, Even uh, the reviewers at Now Magazine, you know, they're, they're, uh, they, they have to split a number of different duties. Glenn Mm -hmm. Sumi's primary title is the, um, the stage editor at 
right. uh, now magazine, right? Mm-hmm. So, and who, who contri- and he contributes film and theater reviews <laughs> and comedy and theater coverage and film coverage, that sort of thing, right? So, just like theater artists, um, <clears throat> theater critics have to wear a number of different hats yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in terms of the the dangers conflict of interest, of, yeah, the yeah. conflict of okay, interest. Okay, let's get back. Do to you? That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last night I went to see a show, and I knew. Every single cast member in that show. How do you deal with that? Well, I am hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I am friends with a number of theater artists, mm-hmm. and there there are other critics like John Kaplan, very famously, was had a lot of friends in the theater community. Mm-hmm. He would have people over to his house for dinner, and uh, he, you know, and he still managed to 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 balance that mm-hmm. you know, because when he wrote his theater criticism, he tried to do so in a constructive manner. Right. Um, and I think other critics try to do that too, but John was so good at it. And I think it's why he was so beloved in the theater community. And I've always tried to sort of emulate that. Yeah. Um, so the show that I saw last night, I, I didn't love, Mm. and I'm going to have to write some critical things about it, but I will do my very best to be fair and balanced and, and, um, talk about why the show didn't work for me. But for Mm. some people, I mean, some people love the show. Uh, well, that's the thing is, is I think about what the show is now, right? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 there's people look to the theater reviewer, the theater critic to tell mm. them whether the show is good or not. We, but we can't do that. We're, no, we we only give one, you opinion. one opinion yeah. and, and we will always have some biases. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm biased in that. I thought everyone I saw on the show last night was, is a very good performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were doing the best they could with what I thought was a very odd and unwieldy show. Mm. That'll, that'll come out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, this that, will be released after. After. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. probably be out. You'll you'll have to go back and read my <laughs> my many backlogged my entertainment reviews and figure out which one we were talking about. <laughs> uh, two weeks, I think. Yes, two weeks. So. <laughs> So they will have to go back and try to figure out, yeah. oh, what was the show? What was the show? But I mean, I, I think a lot of people in theater don't have, um, they don't feel like they have access to to people who review. And it's like this mysterious person that comes to the show and you maybe you see a, a somebody with a pen and a pad in the audience. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you don't, though. Hopefully you don't actually see that. Brother. When I opened my solo show in Hamilton, this reviewer showed up and sat in the front row. Oh, God. Oh. Never, ever do I was that like, if you were reviewing a show. I was like, what? I want you to be like, you have to move. If there's six people in an audience, I will find a seat that it's behind someone else. So I have a head to hide my notepad. Yeah. Because people, (laughs) you can see that. Yeah, I know. Even in in, in, uh, a lot of mid-sized houses, you can see that pad. I remember myself. I was on the other side. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, There are some critics uh, in town who believe very strongly in a, a... divide between uh they don't have artist friends but i Mm -hmm. I think that's very i think you can i think john had it right yeah um because so many of us who write about theater we love theater yeah um nobody goes into theater criticism hoping to uh write like wickedly savage reviews we want to help people discover great theater that we feel Mm -hmm. passionate about ourselves and we want to write things that help uh, that other people will identify with yeah. and maybe help them uncover new perspectives in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, uh, it's, it's altruistic, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it has to be fueled by a passion for theater because yeah. we're not making any money yeah. doing it. Yeah. I, I've heard that Glenn Sumi makes a point of not 
like having he's written yeah he wrote an op-ed uh fairly recently about Mm. the fact that he feels quite strongly that critics should not be friends with performers and for me by the time i started reviewing it was already too late because they already had exactly i was doing comedy i was doing improv uh, out of theater school i was one of the first non, I was on the first non house team to win Catch Twenty Three Improv, which runs every Friday night at Comedy Bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know, he's um, also the first person to like give a very give a very like thoughtful response response every time I've reached out to him. He's mm-hmm. always he's always been very polite and warm mm-hmm. in his in in his responses to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like. I mean, to each his own, yep. but I also feel like I, for those that do have that line, and correct me if I'm wrong here, mm. but uh, I feel like for those that do have that line, um, they're still, they're still, they're still pretty warm about it, and they're still like, yeah. human about it. Glenn cares very much about mm-hmm. theater, so mm-hmm. his motivation for this idea of being, uh, of keeping a uh, uh, theater artists at arm's mm. length is motivated by yeah it, it's motivated by the fact that he wants his work to be uh, unassailable yeah uh, he doesn't want anyone to say well he wrote them a great review because he's he's friends with of course them. of course and i yeah. i would hope the same thing too and yeah. my my friends who are theater artists know that if they're in a show and i'm coming to review it uh i won't say anything after the show besides hey i could see you you know, congratulations. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything specific after a show. And when they review, read the review, they might be hurt or elated mm-hmm. or have a reaction of some kind to what I write. But hopefully they'll realize that I'm doing my best to write about the show in a way that I think uh, is a benefit to, first and foremost, my readers. Yeah. And then secondarily to the theater community. Do you have conversations with your actor friends about shows that you might be coming to see just to give them like, do they know that like warn them and give yeah. them a heads up? Well, just like, like I'm coming, but you guys know <laughs> that I don't like, like if I don't like it, I give constructive feedback, but I'm not, I won't be soft on you cause you're my friend. Or mm. do you just think they know that? Uh, I, I hope they know that, yeah. you know, I, I've had a few theater artist friends, so maybe I'm not as close friends with before because mm-hmm. they've read something that I've written and they weren't, happy with it sure. or disagreed with it yeah. and if they took that personally then well obviously we weren't friends yeah 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 no absolutely I, I remember someone asked me a very long time ago now someone who's no longer working in theater in Toronto mm-hmm. they've they've left the city but they asked me after I came to a show so what did you think what did you really think in an mm-hmm. email I was like okay alright I, I answered that email and I thought I answered it honestly and, mm. I, and I was actually very uh, positive about what, what they had done in the show but that I didn't much like the show and they responded back how could you say that to me oh, <laughs> oh my like, god why did you ask why, why did you ask yeah no absolutely absolutely um, can, I, can I I still remember the first time that I invited you out to one of our shows really I yeah, it was 2013 Shakespeare in Hospitals. The first time that we were doing a uh, a, a closing showcase. Yeah. Um, did I make it? You made it. Okay. Um, good. and you did the <laughs> you did the polite piece out. I think you were writing for Torontoist at the time. Mm. Um, and like, I remember I remember going into that night and being like, okay, no matter what. Just, just make this a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
and and I remember walking out of that night being like, I'm going to make sure that I talk to that guy at some point and that at some point he, he comes to another one of my shows. Mm. And, and oh my God, 2013 me was like shaking in my boots. And now who, like, who you, who, who I have gotten to know is like, I'm so glad that, that I made that ridiculous 2013 promise to myself. And at the same time, like, (laughs) this was totally not what I was expecting. But I think in a lot of cases, people like actors don't, think they can talk to critics right? very much hmm. so right. yeah so it's like that there's the there's the reviewer there's the critic i can't talk to them or like we must keep separate from them or i'm too intimidated by that person I, to talk to them I, they I, control my life or whatever it is that people believe about the reviewer right hmm. that, that i have actor contacts and director contacts hmm. who who peace out directly after a show mm-hmm. regardless of whether they liked it or not and like that's that's never the thing to mm-hmm. really tell yeah. anything yeah. about a show with i used to when i when i saw that with with certain professional contacts i was like they hated it it's like no no <laughs> Um, yeah, the the eighties uh, and you know the really good eighties around mm-hmm. town who go out and see a lot of theater because you know I think that separates the the good ones from mm-hmm. the ones who are only focused on their own work and right. their own company's work. You know the the really good ones are out there seeing shows all the time because yeah. they they're they're members of community and they have to know what's going on in the mm-hmm. community. And I think critics feel the same way. And yeah. that, and that's the thing too. Uh, you know, Glenn is. You know, he wrote that op-ed. He feels pretty strongly about not socializing with theater artists. But I think most reviewers consider ourselves members of the community mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So when, you know, things have happened, like uh, critics have been uh, asked not to attend shows mm-hmm. and some theater companies or, or you know, when we're, when we're um, pushed outside of the community, we, we take that a little personally sure. sometimes. Yeah. So, But the, the whole idea of, you know... Um, not socializing with critics and reviewers. I mean, as you said, you know, like ADs and other theater artists, that that's a fraught relationship after a show. Sure. What did you think? <clears throat> that kind of thing. So I mean, I no usually, different in that regard. I usually peace out after <laughs> a show, especially openings, because I'm an introvert and I can't stand those things. I'm like gone. We've talked about yeah, that one before. Absolutely, yeah. I'm out. Um, and people are like, oh, didn't you like the show? Yeah, I did, but I. Go. Um, I gotta put my brain back together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, if I if I'm <clears throat> if I'm talking, if there's a room full of people, I won't be able to concentrate on anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I just I just go. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, um, I don't actually know what I what to say to people mm-hmm. after a show. Hey, that was great. Th- th- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, it's like thank you for that, or I don't know what to say that doesn't sound disingenuous. So I, yeah. I generally piece. I think you can out. just tell someone congratulations yeah. because even if you didn't like it, they've just you know, once the show is has opened yeah. and has been performed, I mean, you've already succeeded in that regard. Sure, so absolutely. Just tell someone congratulations, and yeah. if you can think of something specific mm. to say that you like, yeah, then sure, say that. Mm. That's but, good advice. But generally, I think it's also good advice for, for theater artists not to ask their friends or anyone else. Oh God, no. what did you think of the no. show no. <laughs> after they're opening that? If anybody takes anything away from this conversation, <laughs> I hope you take a few things away. Don't ask your friends that question. No, um, unless, especially not during the run. No, like that's yeah. a conversation. If ask your close friends, be like, be like, okay. If if you really want to dig into it, ask your very 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 close friends. Okay, what's what's what mm. what happened? 
because <laughs> most of the time if I'm in a show, I don't even know what happened. I have no, no outside eye. Right. I also um, wouldn't want to do it while I'm performing the show. No. Like, I, I mean, I have a hard enough time being a, being a, a solo performer at a fringe festival. Mm -hmm. Um, be the only person there, like, I have to read the reviews. And so, normally in a show, they say, don't read the reviews, but I gotta. Mm. And so, it's like the bracing yourself to read the review and then... To, and, then, and to not change your performance not, based exactly, on that. Exactly. You and know? at Fringe, you always have to consider who are the people writing the reviews. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I Weekly very famously would send their, like, fashion and, you know, you know environment and, you know... Politics just these random people. They'd just be like, they were on staff, so like, hey, you, you're reviewing a Fringe yeah. show. Yeah. I, I remember a friend of mine, I didn't have the conversation, but a friend of mine had a conversation with, with one of the the many uh, eye reviewers that were roped in. This guy was mm. like, oh, I can't wait to give bad reviews to people. And it was like, <laughs> you are the worst. Yeah. You are the worst person. But, you know, like, oh. for Fringe, you're, like, a lot of times you do have to consider that. I think that, that it, things are better now because um, I is not, like, bringing, like, sending their fashion uh <laughs> person to review theater and things like that but you know i think well even even but even movie that has like this 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 commitment to review all the shows yeah, by the do. end of the first weekend which takes a lot of people but i think she's very careful about the people that they bring on i think so yeah it it, it is but even then like even the bad reviews <laughs> it is kind of a shame that there are so few mainstream publications that are reviewing that's true and, and that's French true. theater uh <laughs> the the rise of blogs like you know Mooney on theater mm -hmm. and you know my entertainment world and, yeah and even the non-reviewing blogs like in the green room and, mm -hmm. and intermission which i think are so important to the theater ecology absolutely um those are all great things but it i still it's a, kind of a shame that there are less mainstream publications devoting Arts and culture coverage because you know those are the people who paid people like me. That's the, that's, <laughs> I want to yeah. see so many. I I want to write so many grants for so many smaller <laughs> publications because I just know that there are so many. Like there, there is, there is an opportunity to be had there for yeah. more writing a grant and getting a certain amount of funding just to like just to launch a particular project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, just for just for writing reviews, I and mean, like we're seeing the the education on on critiquing come out a little bit more, and we're seeing more. Yeah, it's getting better. Uh, like Generator, for instance, yes, they no. have their critics program. Yeah. They they had a bunch of new critics, and and also their program also encourages a diversity of critics mm -hmm. because you know let's face it, you the, the criticism is. Uh, heavily skewed towards people who can already sort of afford to do something for no money. Yes. Money. Yeah. Um, uh, with me, the Navy is very often subsidized my <laughs> arts writing because I'm a reservist and I've been yes. able to pick up extra bits of work here and there. So, right. and if it's someone who doesn't necessarily have that opportunity or, or has to, you know, you know, make a full-time living, uh, doing something else. Yeah. yeah. They, the, the, yeah. Economy is kind of a, yeah, it's a uh, it's a stopping point for a lot of people who could be uh, writing about theater. Absolutely, and it's it's very much a even if you wanted to start your own blog, like yeah. that's still not going to fund your anything. No. Like, it takes a long time <laughs> to get to the point where it will pay you anything. Yeah, you know. So yeah, Generator is doing great work. Mm. Uh, there was a uh, reviewer from who's based in Calgary called Stephen Hunt who had an op-ed in the Globe and Mail, I think it was about a year, year and a half ago, um, where he proposed the idea of uh, Canada Council having micro-grants for bloggers and emerging critics. Mm. 
And I thought that was a great idea. And it was such a, a, a drop in the bucket when it came to arts funding mm. that would help support arts uh, to have people writing critically about the, the artwork yeah. and the art form. And uh, I don't know if it's gotten much traction. It's really too bad because I yeah. think that, you know, Canada can people think of the Canada Council in terms of funding mm. the performances or things right. like that, but not necessarily specifically the criticism. Mm. And the absolutely the bulk of the money should be going towards the creation of new yes. work. But if... Um, how good is that new work going to be if there isn't anyone who is, you know, uh, well-versed and educated and, and knows how to write critically about that yeah. work, who is uh, providing some sort of feedback? Absolutely. Them. And it's all just a matter of measuring the impact, like, and, and looking at uh, how how these particular reviews and how these particular conversations I lead other companies to grow and lead other mm -hmm. artists to to build on their craft like the the data is all out there mm -hmm. we've we've been doing this for for years and years and years um it's just a matter of getting one person to like write all of that down mm -hmm. and and be like here yeah. here is here is what we do here is how this can be great here's yeah. how we can change what Canada looks yeah. like in terms of in terms of their theater scene. Yeah, and 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 you're better. right. I mean, and and we know what the impact is. Like a a good review can be can do amazing things for a show. Right? Yeah, like a good review and not outside. I mean, those of us who do Fringe know how important a review is during Fringe. But even outside of Fringe, like a good review can or, or any review if you use it right can help you promote your show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And then on the flip side, sometimes the reviewers will all rave about a particular show and realize the the extent of our importance in promoting a show. I think of, uh, oh man, uh, the, the company theater. It mm -hmm. was a, a three-hour show. Uh, John. Mm -hmm. Their production of John, which all the critics gave like five stars and raved about. Yeah. But it was a more than three-hour show and it was the middle of winter and... Uh, their social media promotion, I don't think, had been uh, all that active prior to the show opening. And uh, this is a show that should have sold out, and it, yeah. it didn't. And it you, was... you have to have all those pieces in place to be yeah. able to capitalize on the good review, right. but also to lay the groundwork so that people actually yeah. know have the opportunity to know the show is there. Yeah. Media can help, absolutely. It uh, can't do everything. It, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. you still need to have... You need to have a really good social media campaign, mm -hmm. and your social media campaign for this event is doing very well. It's actually it's, really good. Yeah. It's actually really good. I'm working my ass off. And, yeah, yeah. and images. Oh, for so long, you, you have to have someone who knows how to shoot good pictures, mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. Um, Video is great, but pictures, pictures, pictures. That gets you media coverage. Yeah. So someone saw, like, like Dahlia Katz, for instance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, she's so good at what she does. Mm -hmm. Because she's a theater director herself, yeah. right? And she goes in and she shoots, uh, you know, dresses and previews and the, the images that come out of those. I mean, yeah. one good image from, from, you know, from a photographer who shoots a show and, yeah. you know, can go such a long way in promoting it. And there's a lot of emerging uh, photographers out there, too, that, mm -hmm. like, you bring them to your first show, you comp them a ticket, um, and they will they will go a million miles. Like, huge shout-out to, to 
Holly Wider for that. She came to my last Fringe show mm-hmm. and uh, killed it. Girl mm-hmm. photograph? Yeah. yeah. We got some great mm-hmm. shots out of that. Obviously, that show had to have a good photograph. Yeah, right? well, I guess, with that title. Because you don't want some people to go, I don't know, the girl in the photograph, the photograph wasn't so good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Holly killed that. Um, yeah. uh, David Chinchilla is an amazing photographer who does a lot of our work in, uh, for hospitals, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of those photos have and have ended up on our site. Uh, Corey Palmer just did the the photography for for our uh, for 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 the the showdown and yeah. like and the videography too, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. Ben Welton. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just giving out all these names. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. These... Everyone hire these people. They're they're awesome. And it's it, yeah, it's so important. I like if there's one thing I would tell an emerging company, it's that don't skimp on getting good photos mm. of your no of your show. And even prior to you know. Rehearsal starting, make sure you have good images of your performers because if media comes calling and mm-hmm. you don't have images ready to go, yeah. c- properly credited med- media mm-hmm. images with a photographer to credit to send someone. Because a lot of times, like Fringe, for instance, oh my God. Like, honestly, the writing of Fringe reviews is not that bad. No. But before the Fringe themselves started uh, taking it on, because I've been covering Fringe for a long yeah. time. Having to source images for fringe shows was the bane of my existence. Straight oh, festivals. sure. Like, they send you a picture and you don't know who it's by. The picture yeah, is yeah. called, like, picture yeah. one. I remember I once posted a picture of the stage manager because mm-hmm. I asked for photos and someone sent me their headshot and that's what ended up being used in the review. That was what you did for us for Oh Drew. my God, it was you! No, 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 we, were, we wasn't the stage no. manager. It yeah. was one of our actors in 2013 because mm-hmm. we sent you a bunch of their headshots but we didn't have a picture of the actual show. Mm. So you just posted Claire Blackwood's headshot yeah. and yeah. it was great. It was great. It was a great headshot. It was a really good headshot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So David Lays, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the, I do it's think crazy that, I remember that. that those are things that people don't think about in terms of like, mm-hmm. I know from doing this podcast that promotion is one of the last things people think about if they're independent, especially around yeah. Fringe. Yeah. Two weeks before Fringe, I'm going to start getting a lot of e- frantic emails from people asking to come on the podcast, but I'm already booked <laughs> until like the of end course. of July. So, um, but it's like that's the thing that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. And I think Fringe is doing a good job of like they've already told people like you need this image, you need this image. We got to have this stuff. But, yeah, you know, um, I mean, I'm doing my show at, at, at Fringe this summer. I'm already working on all of my my social media images and things like that to make right. sure that it's there. Yeah. So that I don't have to worry about it when I'm in rehearsal. Oh, God, no. Or you know? or. Or have to worry about it when you're traveling. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing I was <laughs> doing. Is like I was like going to like St. John in Halifax last year, and I was like, um, I better have this stuff ready to go because doing it while I'm performing this show in a, yeah. in, a, in another city is the wrong like, time to do it via Wi-Fi at a Starbucks cafe or something. Yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, get get that stuff done in advance. I do want to get back to uh, the Shakespeare Shakespeare's showdown. We can um, segue into that. We can talk about the great video that you guys shot I mean, that, for you, the show. The stuff that you guys are doing is great. You've got some great uh, posts and Instagram, the stories and all that stuff is, is super good. Um, is that all you or? Is oh that... no, no. no? Uh, I've got a I've got a marketing team on mm-hmm. this, and I'd be lost without them. Because mm-hmm. uh, yep, I uh, 
I I know how to run basic Instagram. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm learning how to use more Instagram. Mm. Uh, also, I can only wear so many hats at yes. once. Mm. And yeah. the big thing that I've learned with Spur is that this is it's a, such a wonderful cause. It's such a wonderful piece of theater that I I want to see in the world every day. Um, it's it's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and uh, that makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got a, a killer marketing team on this mm-hmm. who has taught me how to make stories. Um, <laughs> actually, I still don't know how to do that. What's amazing is actually how effective stories are in promoting a show. Oh, big time, big like, time! Because mm. if you just leave your phone on, all mm. of a sudden you're cycling through so much and you're learning yeah. so much. Yeah, jeez, it's, like, it's amazing. I'm just watching. There's a bunch of other things that I follow, and like I've watched. These small things blow up. There's this guy that does Lego figures of Broadway shows, That's and amazing. it's all yeah. it's all um, he promotes by just posting stories, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, this is a this is a huge thing. It's so important. And like people will will uh, I've seen so many people work on the street like that and mm-hmm. put their Twitter handle out, and then all of yeah. a sudden people are building absolutely everything off of it. It's all got to be out there. Oh yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you: When was the first time that you that you invited uh, reviewers and critics to participate in the Shakespeare's Shakespeare Showdown? Mm. Last year, last year was the first oh, year. So Jordan Bim was the first. He killed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he went, and it was his birthday last. Oh year. Oh my God! Oh, no, what a mensch! <laughs> it was so. It was so sweet. Um, and uh, I, I think his tagline at the time was like. Now you can you can give you can give me my N rating mm-hmm. like, uh, but uh, Jordan when when we talked about it too was very much talking about uh, John and and uh, of course because then it would have been still very <clears throat> fresh yes. still yeah. very yeah. fresh and uh, just about the importance of reviewers connecting with the community mm-hmm. yeah I this is one of the great things I love about Shakespeare's because it doesn't matter whether you are a Stratford regular mm-hmm. uh, and a, a kid fresh out of theater school, a reviewer, a scholar, mm-hmm. uh, someone from the audience, an indie company, like you are, we're all, we're all competing. We all make mistakes mm-hmm. in, in different ways. And we're all laughing at ourselves and and learning to laugh at mm-hmm. ourselves and not take the, se- the 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 text so seriously. Yes, yeah. How many of these have I had? <laughs> That's <laughs> the first one. Yeah. That does not bode well. Here comes, fortunately, here you're, comes not, fortunately you're not uh, you're not uh, competing. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be that'll happen. That's uh, well. That's you were saying last year that you wanted to that you wanted to compete. Oh yeah, I I love doing things that scare me, and mm. boy does this one scare yeah. me. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe for for year ten of my company mm-hmm. that'll be next year. Maybe nice. I'll do it then. Maybe for year ten of Shakespeare's, I'll mm. do it for then. Have you maybe not done it? before? For? I have done all of the test nights. I have done all of the preparation. I have sat on both sides in terms of all of the, all of the setup that makes it happen. I have mm. never sat in the competitor's chair. Wow! Mm. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I have mis mispronounced a lot of U's and V's, a mm-hmm. lot of F's and S's, mm-hmm. um, a lot of emoticons. I have definitely tried to. Verbalize for some reason or another. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the things on my list that are that it's it's gonna happen. Nice. Um, 
But yeah, we all we all make mistakes. Of course, and yeah. I I think especially with Shakespearean text, everybody everybody tries to to do it right mm-hmm. and and do well by it. And one of the best ways to do that is to be human. Yes. And to just. I mean, yeah. my understanding of the show is if you don't make a mistake, you won't drink. Yeah. Which means you won't have nearly as much fun <laughs> also how how boring is that right. for like there's an audience of people who are actually waiting for you to mess up like, yeah. Oh, yeah honestly and i'm sure that they there are people that they really want like i can i didn't get to to last year but you had members of the stratford company mm-hmm. like them messing up would have been super exciting for me. Oh, it was it was so awesome. Yeah. Um, and they they came in. Uh, one of the members was uh, riding in on piggyback. That was like, oh, all right uh, then. They were they were in it to to win it, and I think mm. they went out in the first round. All right <laughs> then. Oh, that's too bad. But. Oh, but they were they they had some antics up their mm. sleeves. They really they really uh, definitely threw their hat in and and went went for gold. Nice. So. That's there awesome. Was, there, somebody posted a blog post recently, uh, you know, decrying the uh, the uh, the whole idea. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. saw that post. Yeah. Right? Well, what's interesting is is the, I know that is the, mixing alcohol and Shakespeare yes. essentially. Well, yeah. I, I have I know, so many feelings. I'm sure uh, yeah, that you we do. should I'm talk sure about this. Do. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, I know Dauntless has also um, they have their uh, drunk Shakespeare yeah. that they that they do as well. So there's a, there's I think there's a long history of alcohol. And Shakespeare, yeah, on and off the stage. So, I mean, but that's like so, so many, so many thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. First of mm-hmm. all, um, I I rarely think that it's actually about the use of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I think that that can help and hinder if you're not handling it responsibly. Sure, yeah. Which is also one of the reasons why I, I mean, especially we're raising <clears throat> funds for a hospital program. Yeah. yeah. So we have to be responsible about that. Yes. Mm. Um. So. I mean, one of the things that we do, we pair with Fred Victor, and mm-hmm. uh, we're we're working on kind of our own checklist that that we're going to be releasing into the community as per how to build safer uh, theater fundraiser and event spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't say safe. I say safer for mm-hmm. a very specific reason, and that is whenever you are bringing alcohol into any event, you are taking a risk. That yes. is yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely tons of ways that you can ensure that you are making that space just a little bit safer for uh, for those who may be vulnerable to any form of predatory behavior, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as well as for those who may be vulnerable to uh, to behavior with any kind of alcohol. Um, for those who choose to abstain for mm-hmm. whatever reason, yeah. Yeah. I there there are a lot of ways that we can do better and be better to to ensure that these spaces are are safer mm-hmm. and uh, more positive, and in in general, you know, I spaces that that these individuals can can feel like they have a little bit more control over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you see also in bars all the time those uh, those posters of can I get the the angel shot mm-hmm. with yeah. ice or with a lime or what have you, and we're going to be doing a lot of a lot yeah. of stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're in talks with a couple different companies about yeah. that. It's That's it's great. so important. Nice. Yeah, it is. It's very it important. Is. Yeah. yeah. This is it's it's a conversation that the comedy community has actually 
done a very good job of having mm-hmm. uh, in the last few years talking about um, uh, the mix of the blurring of the lines between uh, socializing and uh, you know professional work mm-hmm. because in you know in comedy so much of it happens in bars and alcohol is yes. there and, and mm-hmm. that that sort of thing is happening so you need you need to talk about the fact that you know uh, even if there is alcohol present that that's never an excuse for uh, someone uh, uh, behaving in an inappropriate manner mm-hmm. or in an abusive or uh, assault of men. And yeah. we've, and when we did our media day, like mm. we talked about all of the safety guidelines and like yeah. all of all of the things that ensure that people are having a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about how alcohol may or may not delegitimize the alcohol. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so, I mean, for our show, it's mm. about making mistakes. And for yes. our show, it's about the community. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but like performing and, and s- how often do you get to celebrate mistakes? Yes, this is the absolutely, thing. Yeah. This is the thing that, that working alcohol into a show uh can can more so help mm. than hinder yeah. mm-hmm. um once again if you are working responsibly um and that just happens to be the one thing that i'm i'm just getting up on my soapbox yeah, here, here, here we go here we go here we go bring um, it preach sister that just happens to be the one thing that the community really connects to right now sure. and i don't believe that that is the thing that the community will connect to forever in mm. order to celebrate a mistake mm. it yeah. is it is very strong and it is it it has been very prominent but hey guess what our community is changing and growing and we've got a lot of great great positive and, and and embracing people that that want to go hey what what are we doing and how can how can we how can we build this space to mm-hmm. to be more inclusive and to be more safe as mm-hmm. we're going about this so mm-hmm. uh does it delegitimize theater hell no <laughs> hell no um I've... with the caveat of uh can it Yes, but that's why you're responsible about yes. it. Yeah, yeah. I think of you know things like uh, Solar Stage, for mm-hmm. instance. They do, um, they do uh, adult versions of their children's shows sometimes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're, you know, you have to be in the community to hear about them, and you. And, yeah, they're not you know, widely advertised, but no, they they're not widely advertised because like, yeah. they don't want teachers and parents necessarily to coming to those. No, maybe, you don't want you don't want that to be. Are we ruining it by talking about it no. on the the podcast? No. <laughs> but 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 that's sort of in the same vein, right? That's that's taking something that that people would feel very strongly about, maybe children's theater, mm-hmm. and then it has to be educational and wholesome, yeah. and and you know screwing with it a little bit, absolutely, and, uh, having fun with it, and and I think that's making it. Uh, that's that's where the, you're connecting with your community by doing mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. and there isn't even necessarily alcohol involved in in doing that. But that's the sort of thing that that purists who are like, oh no, theater must be uh, presented and in a proper manner. And, and yeah, exactly. I so, think I, yeah, I think we're all on the same on the same page about yeah. about all of that because I think I think theater having a little bit of a rough edge is a great is is it, there's a little bit of fun in that. Yeah. Um, things can be too polished and uh, um, and celebrating mistakes is a thing that we don't often get the opportunity to do in theater yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I even 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 in film you see the blooper reels that people do mm-hmm. right and like you see that on the DVD special features well 
I mean, oh my god, I just dated myself. No, I know. No, it's fine. It's fine because I would have said I would have said the VHS, but there were no special features on those. But I mean, would have dated me. But yeah. no, you needed you needed to get like the bootleg video. There was a, there was video. a, yeah, there was a yeah. special DVD that you got that was like created for the. Oh, are we going to yeah. talk about the Star Wars Christmas special? No, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I mean, we could because it's relevant because because, because I watched that the first year. Like I was watching it. Yeah. In 1977, the first year that it happened, or it was 78, like I watched it. Wow. And of course, I was like seven or eight, so I thought it was amazing because it was Star Wars. Oh, and then it was the next year, I was like, oh, I can't wait for the Star Wars special because in my memory, all the specials come back except for that one. And then I watched it again when I was 20 something, and I was like, oh. the fuck is this? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Those dances. Oh my god. Oh. It was like somebody creating a Star Wars special that didn't have a clue yeah. what Star Wars was. And how obvious that the cast are on so many different substances. I mean, you know, Carrie Fisher's written about the fact that she was, you know, high as a kite when she was. Yeah. It is very special. clear on her, that special because. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her pupils are like the size of dinner plates. <laughs> if it's you, so cooked up. I, the last time I watched it, I noticed that she is never not holding on to something. <laughs> and sometimes that's Anthony Daniels. Yeah. And he's not particularly steady in that outfit. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, by the way. Just a shot of Carrie Fisher in that that teaser trailer oh. that came out today was like oh. ripping my heart out. Oh, oh my yeah, god. we're gonna talk about yeah. that. Let's now? fucking yeah. do it. Teaser trailer. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, we're really veering off, but I mean, it's sort of like Star Wars. Like just yeah. the sight of her was enough to be like to like make my heart break all over again. Yep. Yep. Drown in moonlight, mm-hmm. and strangled by her own bra. Like. Mm. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. I. I. The second that I saw that clip and I saw mm. that embrace, I um, I just I shivered mm. and like I yeah. was trying to push back the tears. And yeah, yeah, no, I know. She she told it like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it still is. It still is. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Still yeah. Idol of mine. Probably. Yeah. My first crush. You know. Like, I mean, like yeah, absolutely. Toddler, yeah. like young. Mm. Very young child. She may have been my second because Catwoman on Batman was my first crush. Oh, okay. <laughs> Julie Newmar was my first crush, but um, <laughs> may have been Carrie Carrie's second. But um, since we have to wrap up, I want to make sure that we talk about so the date May the fifth. Yes, yeah. Revenge of the Revenge fifth. Of the fifth. Uh, what? Where? Where? Can we go yeah. for the for first off? Where will it be, and where can we find our tickets? It will be at nine one eight Bathurst, mm-hmm. and you will be able to find our tickets at nowtickets CA. CA. Excellent. CA, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Homie. I will make sure that I get the right link on the on the show Thank notes. You. So we'll yeah. find find your tickets on the show notes and uh, don't make sure that you get out to see a lot of awesome companies uh, struggling yeah. to speak Shakespeare. And you can join those companies battle groups uh, uh, oh shit yeah, of course the battle teams battle yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah okay so, so how do we join the battle I've teams I've been really doing a really poor job of getting someone out for my battle camp and uh, Elena and I are going to have to step it up I think mm. It's pretty great. Um, so you can email us at Shakespeare, that's S-H-A-K-E-S-P-U-R, at gmail.com. Or you can uh, private message one of the companies and say, hey, I'd really like to be on your battle camp. To be on a battle camp, what that means is basically you're going to get a discounted ticket. It's going to be only 20 bucks. And I know arts workers and students are like, what? That's $2 more. But here's the catch. Uh, you pay for your ticket. You pay $20 for your ticket. Uh, but you also get a free beer with entry. 
So two dollar beer? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yes. There you go. It's kind of great. That's kind of great. Nice. Mm. Um, and if you really want to go hardcore, then you will find out exactly whether your team is uh, going with the light side or the dark side. Which one have they chosen? I don't know. And then you can drink in solidarity. How would we find out which which side they've chosen? Well, if you're paying attention to our social media, we're actually announcing it with every team. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think our team was announced yesterday. Yes. And I I feel a little guilty because I didn't consult Alana. But yeah, (laughs) no, we we, we chose the light side because I'm a Pilsner and Lager kind of guy myself. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, you're wearing green, which is always. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the green lightsabers, the traditional lightsabers of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, they're seers, they're researchers, they're yes. more cerebral <laughs> Jedi. The uh, consulars, mm-hmm. right, which uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was one of. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, guys. <laughs> oh, right. That's I don't awesome. know if I have yeah. really... I am a card-carrying member of the Star Wars fan club, so which... Uh, no longer ex- existed as of 1988, but I have that card. That's the important I have my thing. own force number. You are still... still I'll bring actually, it. I will bring it to the event. You may be the only card-carrying card 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 member of the, of the Star Wars <laughs> fan club. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. This has been a Homebody Productions production.